What up? What up? This is Chris. This is Rob. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Chris. <laughs> That's Rob. I hope you enjoy our show. Have a great time. What up, folks? How are you guys doing out there? Hey, if you don't know Danny Coleman, you should. Podcast host of Rock On Radio. Danny, how are you doing, sir? I am fantastic today. I'm glad to be Atta here with boy, you. boy, I love it. Definitely. So, Danny, excuse me, let me spit this out. I have brain every once in a while, so it takes me a day and a half to get through this, but... You're the host of Rock On Radio. For you, what were your inspirations in music to kind of get this going? You know, I've always, I have always loved music. My mom and dad always had music on in the house when I was a kid. Uh, and when I was 11, I went to a, my mom's cousin's wedding reception and I just became enamored with the drummer. And, nice. and uh, at the end of the night, he handed me his sticks. Oh, and at 11 and a half, I started taking drum lessons and it just snowballed from there. Nice, nice. So is that where you got your infinity for your for um, Latin percussion? No, no, actually, I didn't take up uh, I didn't take up Latin percussion until around the year 2000 actually oh, nice yeah uh when see uh, from where i'm at here in the trenton new jersey area okay. uh, a lot of bars stopped having full bands because they didn't want to or they couldn't pay them the money that they deserved so a lot of area venues started going with duos and trios uh, two guitars okay. and a percussion guy or whatever. And I said, you know what? Let me jump in on that. So I got myself a set of congas and started playing in some stuff. And then that too just snowballed. And I and I did, did a lot of, and I still do a lot of freelance percussion gigs. Oh, that's totally cool. That is pretty sweet. I like that. Um, now, when you grew up, you're starting okay. your musical career. You're kind of getting things going. Who did you like to listen to? Dude, I've had lead poisoning since I was 12. Yeah. I have I been know. a lead I have been a leadhead since I was 12 years old. And oh, that's, that's because awesome. my cousin who was several years older than me gave me Led Zeppelin 4 for my 12th birthday. Oh, there you go. That and is so cool. She said, "You're playing drums now, you got to listen to this guy." And that's when I heard time. when the levee breaks, I just that was it. I was hooked. I get it. I Hey, hey, I, I got to ask, man, um, uh, I was looking over some of the stuff you sent over to us, and uh, tell me about the Brand on Chili Award. The Croc on Chili? That's what it is, Croc on Chili. What is that? Probably about, uh, well, actually, right before I was, I got married to my now ex-wife, I uh, one, of the, one of her girlfriends gave me a book. It was called His Turn to Cook. And in there was this chili recipe. And I thought, well, that looks pretty cool. How nice. Yeah, right. Nice. So, uh, and I thought, well, that looks pretty cool. So I started, uh, I took it 
and took the, the three meats from it and the three beans and that's it. Everything else, I said, you know what? I need to experiment with this. So I started creating my own chili and I have won contests all over the state of New Jersey, across the river in Pennsylvania. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun, actually. It really is. It's a lot of fun. And, I, and uh, a friend of mine's like, that's called instead of rock on, that's crock on chili. So, and its name is stuck. And I, I've over the years, I've sold it to several restaurants in the area and, and yeah. they put it on their menus and things like that. So, yeah. I love it. I love it because, you know, we have a whole list of information of you playing in bands and interviewing people and being a radio personality and an MC. And I go down the list and then there's this crock on chili thing. And obviously, I'm a big guy. Chris is a big guy. We like food. I, you, there had to be a story like that, right? Oh yeah, I Hold love. On. I am tiny. You're you're fluffy. <laughs> yes. All right, all right. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'm a little fluffy. Tell me, <laughs> hey, you've interviewed some. You said hall, rock and roll hall of famers and stuff. Like, what's your? It may not even be a hall of famer. What's your favorite interview of all time? That's like asking which one of my kids do I like better. It depends on what day. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, I yeah, you know I've been uh, I've been lucky enough to, to interview. What's that? For. I'm sorry, I don't know what they're you. asking for, right? <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, I've uh, I've actually interviewed. I've interviewed uh, one of my favorite interviews was Nancy Wilson from Heart. Oh yeah. I, I've interviewed Nancy. I've interviewed Ann. I've interviewed Martin Barr multiple times from Jethro Tull, Rick Wakeman from Yes, Gary U.S. Bonds. I've done gigs with Gary U.S. Bonds. Uh, mm. Al Stewart. I've also done gigs with him because I interviewed him. Uh, and uh, uh, Ed Roland from Collective Souls, another really good one. Uh, one of my favorite guys, though, is a gentleman by the name of Joe Sarasano, who you'd say, who? And and Joe was just on my radio show last night, actually. Yeah. He uh, he was the voice of Miller Beer from like 1984 to 1990. Then he was the voice of uh, Hands Across America. Uh, he was the lead singer. Of, he was the lead singer of Black Sabbath for one day. Oh. <laughs> when Ozzy Osbourne quit, they called him in to audition. They told him he got the job and he went back to his hotel room. He said, you know what? I'm, I'm done touring. I, I got a family at home. So he had to go back the next day and tell him, I'm sorry, guys, I don't want the job. But uh, yeah, I, I've had a lot of, of really, really cool interviews. And I also do a lot of local bands that are really good, really great talents that uh, hopefully will one day make it big, you know? Um, so is there anybody that you felt like you've interviewed that wasn't like big and famous but just kind of knocked your socks off most of the local bands that come into my show yeah. are so talented see where i live i'm very fortunate i'm, a, I'm an hour train ride from new york city i'm a yeah. 40 minute drive in the in the center city philadelphia and anywhere along the jersey shore in an hour or less and oh, wow. i used to do a lot of gigs in asbury park New Jersey okay. and Asbury Park, the talent pool, the talent pool is so deep that if you don't have your swimmies on, you're going to drown, man. I mean, there are just so many really good people in that area. Oh, so it, it's really hard to say, like, like pick a favorite. But the thing that I enjoy the most, and, and this is the truth, 
is when I get these people come on my program who are uh, a couple of them come to mind, a young artist named Soph and another one named Taylor Tote. These two girls, when I first encountered them, they were 15 and 16. Now they're 26 and 27 year old young women who have matured as people and artists and, and their careers are just, they're doing fantastic. And it it gives me like, you know, right here to to know that I've supported them and given them a platform to get their music out there and, and to watch them grow is, is really gratifying. It really is. Do you have a, um, like a dream interview? that you haven't done yet that you you really like to interview somebody or that you wish you could have who may not have passed on well i've uh, being a leadhead all yeah. my life i've interviewed jason bonham okay but any one of the three remaining wow. members of led zeppelin would would that's it i could retire the next day i hear that i, I would love I to get it. either jimmy page or robert plant oh god yeah but that's a personal thing um, you know I get it. That'd be amazing interviews. Absolutely. Um, so what made you come up with Danny Coleman's got the blues? What was it? Well, I have a, I have a friend of mine that I've known since I was 18 years old who did a blues show for about 10 or 12 years on a local college FM radio station. And he had just had enough. He's like, you know, I've been doing this for 12, you know, 10 or 12 years every week. He said, I already recommended you as my replacement. (laughs) Wow. So I got the opportunity to get back on terrestrial radio and, and uh, do Danny Coleman's got the blues. I love to play blues music. I love, uh, you know, blues is the root of all rock and roll. So, yeah. And, the beauty of Danny Coleman's got the blues is that I get to curate the hour long program. Oh, nice. From my own, from my own collection. Oh, wow. I, all the songs are, are from my collection. And I do this thing called in the middle of it called the Fiedler files. Okay. A friend of mine, named Jeff Fiedler, who is a president of a local small label record company called Aqualung records. He had a friend whose father passed away and his friend, you know, anybody who wants these records, it was four milk crates full of 78 RPM records. Oh my God. Wow. Now, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the first vinyl record was pressed in Camden, New Jersey. Really? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. You could see the Philadelphia skyline yeah. from the building where it was pressed. RCA Victor from had, Camden, had New their Jersey, first vinyl record in camden new jersey in there so you've been there i've actually been to camden new jersey no way where'd you go i actually went to the mayor's office <laughs> well right down the street is rca victor okay it was the record company victor records and uh they uh so when he I, I mean some of these albums that i have were pressed in 1910 1902 that's amazing. It's wow. just, it, it is absolutely amazing but when he gives them to me, I open them up and I look at them. These things look like they just came off the press. They're, they're pristine. So in the middle of my blue show, wow. I do a thing called the Fiedler Files. And I play two selections from 
these old 78 RPMs. I've had, I have Sinatra singing with the Dorsey brothers. I have uh, Lionel Hampton. I have Coleman Hawkins. I have Woody Herman. I, I've, I've got these, these that people today never heard of. Right, right. But I try to keep them alive throughout my, you know, the, the, the hour that I get on the, the station. That's pretty amazing. And speaking of your podcast, hey, we have something in common. We're both sponsored or we both have our podcasts on Anchor by Spotify. So that's kind of cool, too. There you go. Anchor.fm. You know, <laughs> got to love Got to throw them in there, right? We have oh, to. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Um, so two more questions for me. And these to me are big questions. All right. You ready? Well, three actually, but they all kind of <laughs> come together. All right. So go when ahead. I get these thoughts, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but anyway, here we go. You ready? Go ahead. How's your golf game? My golf game has actually been really good over the last couple of weeks. That I've been won. under a hundred, which is like, you know. <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> all right. I like it. You're hitting them straighter right now. Uh, no, let's not get crazy, man. Let's not get crazy. I'm All right, let's go. How, you go about how many balls do you lose in a round? Actually, the last five rounds, I've only lost two balls. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nice. what it's about when you're like, you know, just trying to have a good time out there. You know what? To me, exactly. golf is always a good time. I've never worried about my score. Yeah. I go out there. I have a few beers. I smoke a couple cigars. I laugh a lot. And I just have a good time. Get a suntan even. There you go. Nice. I like it. So what's um, the second question? All right. Stand by. I'm getting there. I was, you know, making sure we were clear and all that kind of good stuff. All right. What dris what drisky? Hey, let's just spit that out again. Blooper reel. Anyway, what whiskey are you drinking right now? Uh, right now, actually, it's not a whiskey. I have a uh, jalapeno margarita. Ooh, nice. So, so I'm drinking a jalapeno, a margarita. I, I infuse my own tequila. Oh, that's... I, I take a, I get a bottle of like Cuervo or something and, and dump a little bit out. And then I, into a glass, of course, I don't waste it. That would be alcohol abuse. But I, exactly. I take the, uh, and then I, I shove like a half a dozen jalapeno peppers in there and I let it ferment for a couple of weeks. Then Ooh. I got a nice spicy tequila. I oh, muddle yeah. a couple up, put them in there and then build a a uh, margarita on top of it but usually usually i either drink jemison black barrel straight or jack daniel straight i hear that do you like the uh gentleman's um jack jack daniel's gentleman sorry can't spit it out you had, now you asked about my golf game in yeah. my golf bag there is a flask of gentleman jack at all times there we go there we go <laughs> i like that there we go. i like we call it swing lube. I <laughs> loosen you up a little bit. Get it going. Get those joints working. Amen. Yep. Now, and as we know, I bet you're going to know what this next question is going to be. Cigar. Go ahead. What? what is your favorite cigar right now? Well, my all-time favorite cigar is Arturo Fuentes. Okay. But since since i need a mortgage to buy them most times i uh i purchase usually monte cristo whites or uh any kind anything in the altatus line monte cristo don diego huh? romeo and juliet 
that kind of thing. There you go, yeah. Oh, yeah, I just finished one, actually. I might have to have another one when this is done. Not a boy. So I was down in the Dominican Republic because I coached baseball, and I went down for eight-year stint. Had my first Cuban down in the DR. And let me tell you, I got sicker than a dog. Sick? Oh, yeah. The Cuban oh. just, oh, it did not like do you, me. Do you know why Cubans are so coveted? No, I don't. Why? Because Cuba has the, uh, they, um, they have the highest content of lithium in their soil. Oh, wow. So when you smoke a Cuban and the tobacco grows in Cuba, you get, that's why you get high off a Cuban cigar. That's why you get lightheaded. That's why. Wow. Yes. That's actually kind of interesting. Yes. I read that in, uh, I read that in Cigar Aficionado. <laughs> just like wines how where they grow wines and the different types of things so yeah. yeah that's cool hey uh when you were a kid you know when you were growing up what was like the thing that you wanted to do like you know everybody wants to either be a fireman or a, or, a, or an astronaut or whatever what was kind of your thing when you were like middle school age like you wanted to be <laughs> you know my high school yearbook somebody and i have to this day and that was 40 years ago on it'll be 40 years ago on wednesday that i graduated high school to this day i don't know who did it but somebody wrote from the yearbook committee in my you know how they they list everything you accomplish in high school what you did what sports teams you played on or what you know so on and so forth somebody put next to my name wants to be a rock star oh. from the time i started playing the drums i have dreamt of being a professional musician nice it, like if it. It, one of my bucket list items and i've been fortunate to play in front of a couple thousand people and I've been fortunate to play in front, you know, like, as I said earlier, with some larger classic rock acts, you know, solo mm-hmm. tours. My, my bucket list is to play one day in front of 15, 20,000 people. I just want to know what that's like to feel that rush. Yeah. On stage. Yeah. Power. Oh, and uh, that, that, is, that is my dream, is to, to be able to get up there and perform for that kind of people. So if I could do that and interview Jimmy Page in the same day, then I could retire forever. Right? <laughs> I like it. Man. I love that. Hey, I got this for you. I looked it up really quick while you had it. So we're talking about 1977, right? When you graduated? No, I, gra- I started high school in 77. I graduated in 81. All right. Let me look at this. I'm going to pull it up really quick. Uh, 40 years, uh, 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, June of 81, right? Yep. What was uh, the number one song back then? I have no idea. All right, we're gonna find it. It was Betty Davis Eyes. Oh, get out, Kim Carnes. Yeah, yep. how about that? Yeah. Yep. And then it. Uh, what is this? There's a whole bunch of it. Yeah, Betty Davis Eyes was pretty much locked in for a while there, before the one that you love. By air supply took over. Air supply. <laughs> oh my God, not air <laughs> supply. Oh, Everyone song. <laughs> Ugh, that's scary. 
That that hurts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta uh, love the eighties. <laughs> oh my gosh, right? It just was it just kept going. Got right? the disco era rocked right into uh into just a whole bunch of fun. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. A little too much fun. Yeah. Um man. Danny, I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Um, we're going to definitely put your um, podcast down there in your website so people can find you. I mean, your shows are on, if I remember correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, Sunday and Tuesday nights. Is that correct? Sunday nights is Rock on Radio. That's 7 okay. p.m. Eastern time Okay. on uh, coaradio.com. And Danny Coleman's Got the Blues is on Monday nights, ah. 7 p.m. Eastern time on jazzon2.org. It's on a local okay. FM station, but, you know, jazzon2.org. That's cool. And the podcast, of course, is on Anchor and the website's dcror.com. So everybody who's watching right now, right down in our description, head right down there. All the links are there so you can find all the the links to his shows and, and everything um more information about danny in dc thank you so much for coming on what up with rob and chris it's been a pleasure and uh we hope to come around i get you in front of fifteen thousand people yes i'm a, i'm good with that you guys if you guys can do that i'm good with that we'll have a concert at your place and we'll bring everybody and broadcast it how's that love I like it. it i love I it i like it i love yes, it let's do it guys thank you uh uh, so much. I, I got to tell you before before I go real quick. Until last night, I had a mustache and a goatee. <laughs> I was asked to shoot a television commercial for over here in the Delaware Valley in, in Jersey that's going to go on Fox and ABC and NBC local programming. They told me I had to shave it off. What? Yeah, oh, but oh. you know what? In the commercial, St. Peter throws me into hell. So, yeah, you got to <laughs> go for it. Right? Why not? Why not? So, uh, I, look, I can't thank you guys enough for having me on. And I, I really appreciate you entertaining, you know, the opportunity for me. So thank you guys, man. Thank oh, we, you. We, it's been a pleasure. Thank we'll, you. We were excited to see more from you. We'll listen to your show and everything. Anytime, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, on? man. Rock on.